1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: But have you seen B. John run? That's Brian Branch saying, I'm not afraid of anybody. I'll take a penalty. I'm a tone setter. I well, love it, John. I it, love it.
1: And honestly, I mean, if he...
2: That's a big run
1: if he doesn't bring him down. You get sometimes you got to bring a guy down any which way possible, and it might not be legal, all right. But <laughs> Craig waved that off. Who cares?
2: I thought it was a bad call. I, re- I really did because I thought he tackled I, him I, with his face, and I thought if anybody it was Bijan lowering his helmet, yeah. and Brian Branch got penalized because Bijan Robinson's helmet came off.
1: I I agree. It was, in, it, it, but it was not just that play. It was the the horse collar that they called earlier in the game, mm-hmm. also like, on branch. Yeah, on branch. So, and I'm looking at that one, going, you know what? I love the fact that all of a sudden he's running and then he's snatched down. Like, wow, that was impressive. Okay, I'll take the penalty. That's an aggressive penalty. And then the, I, this one, a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. Running back lowers his helmet. Why? When does the responsibility come on the running back? Because Brian Branch is going in for the tackle. Now, okay, yeah, he lowered his helmet, but so did Bijan Robinson. Low man wins. That's football. But, but, but when does it win- well, how I much responsibility I, no, is on the defender? I, I how much is you. on
2: the offensive player? I'm saying when both guys are trying to get yeah. low, both guys are going to go down. And if the offensive player is putting the crown forward or putting yeah. their head forward, then, yeah, they're responsible. That's how yeah. it works. Brian Branch. Difference maker immediately out of the gate. Not a surprise. He did it as a freshman in Nick Saban's defense at Alabama. I don't know what everybody else saw leading up to the draft. Guy's a football player. We're going to talk 702. How far is too far? The Brian Branch edition. Have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. The game itself, 248 539 The headline is the defense. Branch a part of that. Seven sacks for the team. They had seven pass breakups. Yeah, Branch had a couple of those too. They were great defensively when they had to be in a bounce-back effort. And, John, that was a no-doubter. Yet, people felt like there was doubt going into the game. And I want to know, we good? And that's a double question. We good as in, we got a good football team, and we good as in, can we settle the bleep down? This team's going to lose a couple more games between now and the end of the season. Can we accept that this team's good and that this team is just like the end of last year, good enough to win eight to ten at any point in the season and be a playoff team and win this division. Are well, we are we good? Is my question?
1: Um, I mean, yes. I mean, the, the, the simple answer is we should be. The difficult one is, and this is what we talked about a little bit last week in regards to the emotional swing of Lions fans. All right, you you win an Arrowhead and it's as high as you can possibly be. Then you lose a game at home, the home opener when you had all that momentum and you had a chance to win it, but you don't. The lows are as low as can be because of our history. And it's really hard to get behind and believe that you do have a good team. And that's going to be the struggle all year long. And I think, you know, going to Baltimore, at worst, the Lions should be four and two. They could be five and one. But they should at worst be four and two. But getting there is gonna be an emotional roller coaster. And and quite honestly, that like, like that first of all, that's fandom, but it's also being a Detroit Lions fan. So it's okay to not be good. But we're sitting here telling you this is a good team. You should expect good things. Good things are in your future. All of these things we can say and we can verbalize, but that's the the great thing about being a fan is that you have these emotional swings, and it's going to be that way all year long. You mentioned it. It's, It's not the Lions' last loss this year. It's going to happen
2: again. They're favored short week on the road in Green Bay. I expect them to win. I think you can copy and paste the same game plan against Ritter. Stop the run. Make love beat you. Go in and win like you did last year in Green Bay. If they lose, they're only a point and a half favorite. It's a road game, short week in division. I'm not going to jump off a cliff. I'm not. And I I think there was a little bit of cliff jumping a week ago when the Lions lost to Seattle. So I'm asking again, we good? We good? Because if you believe this team is good, and I do, I think I had them two and two in the schedule game. When the season, you know, the schedule first came out. If you think they're good, they're gonna win enough games to win this division. They're gonna shut down enough offenses and put up enough points to be a playoff team and a division winner. So I want to hear from Lions fans on a victory Monday. <laughs> Easy to say after a win. Are you settling into yeah. what your team is? Two four eight, five three nine, ninety seven, ninety seven.
1: And and some of that might come with the realization that they're not great and i don't want to I, I don't want to necessarily say that coming off of a win because we're, we're we're sitting here celebrating but if they were great then you could sit there and say yeah going into green bay we should win that game uh and then you know everything that follows after that you got the Pan- panthers all right yep go with that game you should win tampa bay you should win all right you the strength on strength offense versus the strength of that team is is the 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 tampa bay defense all mm-hmm. right you should win and then you go to, you know, uh, Baltimore like that.
2: OK, that'll be a test. Absolutely. Of, of both sides of the ball. I think that's the next time they'll go into a game as an underdog.
1: But here's the thing is whether they're going in as the favorite or the underdog, I think Lions fans should believe that they have a, cha- a chance and sometimes better than than even a
2: chance to win every single game. The schedule game is dangerous because when it comes out, we don't know who's actually good and what injuries are going to happen and what your football team is going to look like. But again, look at the schedule and it sets up for the Lions to win the majority of their games to win this division. The Vikings are now 0-3. The Bears, Mm 0-3. The Packers, you get a shot at them this week for first place. How cool is that? And then you get another shot at him later in the season. And along the way, you're going to get a chance to beat up on the Vikings, beat up on the Bears. You're getting a home game Monday night against the Raiders. I don't even know if their coach knows math. I mean, it's just a great spot to be in that your coach has a stable foundation and a culture and knows what he's doing. John, did you see any of that last night?
1: I did not stay up late enough to watch that. Uh, but I did hear about it this morning.
2: For people who didn't stay up, Raider coach, oh. Josh McDaniels, his team is down eight. It's like two minutes to go. They're fourth and four from the eight. You need to score. You need a two point conversion. He kicks a field goal.
0: <laughs>
3: Can you a- imagine if a-
2: Campbell did this. After the game, he defends it as saying, Well, we needed two possessions. And you found a stat
0: on this that it's the first time in the two point conversion era that a
2: Yeah, it's one of those convoluted, like in this situation, nobody has ever done this. <laughs> That's not the side you want to be on. Matt LaFleur two years ago, NFC title? It depends how you cut the stat. So many minutes left, so many yards to go, but it, it was an indefensible decision in my mind. Greg, are you going to defend it? No. Okay. <laughs> you just seemed a little defensive over there. It's, no, that was, no. I was defensive over was the. His. Oh, we've Packers. never seen that when we saw it in a very high, important game uh, two years ago or three years ago. The stat. Since the two-point conversion was adopted in 94, the Raiders are the only team to attempt a field goal in the last three minutes of a fourth-quarter game when down exactly eight points and less than five yards to go for a first down.
1: Oh, so they didn't even have to score a touchdown. It wasn't, it wasn't fourth and
2: goal. It was fourth and five. Right. If you, if you pick it up, you keep the drive alive, you score a touchdown, you go for two, you can't win the game, but you can extend the game. Instead, they're playing for two possessions with three minutes to go. The one thing I would say about this, and and maybe if you use the word defend it, is that when you do that, you're going for the win.
1: Right. You're going for the, okay, we need two scores to win the game. And we all know you play the game to win the game.
0: Maybe he was playing uh, halftime mode. (laughs) We can try to defend this all we want or find the reasons. No, you can't. The bottom line is if Dan Campbell made these decisions that Josh McDaniels made last night it would be Armageddon. Well, you, whether <laughs>
1: you lose by five or you lose by eight, you still lose. Because by kicking that, and I don't know how many timeouts they had at I mean, the time. I mean, if it's like
0: fourth and 26, yeah, I get it. You, you're playing odds, right. and, you know? if This is fourth and four inside the 10. It's just moronic. You know, uh, in terms of the Lions here, I, I, I got what I expected yesterday. Yep. I think, John, you did too. I think we mm-hmm. kind of had similar feelings about this game. You, they just... They absolutely did what they're supposed to do in a league that not, that's always not a given the game. They, they coached it and played it like a marathon and not a sprint. Mm-hmm. The, the, in, this, the game in game decisions with Campbell, not going for it where he typically probably would in that spot. I loved it because he had a read on what type of game it was, but my frustration is this, and I'm going to call out the fans here. Can we not get po- calls on this team when positive things happen? You know, This team shut up the SOL people yesterday. I heard Brian Chapman Saturday night, and he was having a field day. And I know Brian was doing it with his SOL crap because he could on Saturday night. And the panic meter last week in this town was ridiculous. This team showed up this week. This team played with the grit. They got back in the mud. It seems like the coach had a good handle on the team in terms of the humble pie that they needed. Mm -hmm. I'm extremely confident going forward. They don't have to win Thursday. I want them to because I think they take control if Mm -hmm. they win Thursday. Oh, yeah. But I'm still with my ten and seven and winning the division. And if you don't think that this is different, you're I, I just don't think you're watching the games. They they needed to get that out of their system. They crapped the bed last week a little bit, but when it hit me last Thursday that the piling on seemed way too much. And I just I told you, I said, you know what, with all the bad things that happened against Seattle, they still only lost in overtime and they never got a chance to touch the ball. So the bottom line result, despite all the garbage, meant that they, they, can, they can make mistakes and still win games. You yeah. know they, They're good, and people's gotta, people need to embrace this, and people need to be reprogrammed. Why can't you call in when good things happen? You, do we get nailed and bashed for being negative all the time?
2: Come on, step it up. It's okay to be critical when they lost to Seattle. They didn't play good enough. There were mistakes. You can harp on them. You can be critical. But anybody who was jumping off the bandwagon or giving up on this football team—and there were people who tapped back into the recesses of their mind, the past trauma, the yeah. "here we go again." Oh no! I mean, I was listening middle of last week, and Kang is like, "I think I'm getting sucked back into the SOL thing." Mm-hmm. I think people A lot were of staring bad blood. I think people were coming to grips with it. This is a good football team. The question, you good. You got a good football team. You're ready to to settle in, settle down. You got a good football team. You good. Aiden Hutchinson, couple sacks, a forced fumble. Exhale. (sighs) Finally gets a sack, gets a pair of them. That exhale could be asked of Lions fans too. Some people were ridiculous a week ago. I'd love to hear from a Lions hater today because, John, I think that's a hell of a bounce back. And I think it's just a reminder. We have a good football team here. They're going to lose a couple. They'll lose again this season, but they have a good football team. What they did yesterday was reminiscent of what they did at the end of last year. The team that went 8-2 at the end of last season is this team this season. They went into Kansas City and won, didn't play a perfect offensive game. Defense helped lead the way. Yesterday, didn't play a perfect offensive game, far from it. Didn't get the ground game going until one big drive in the fourth quarter to kind of ice the game. But the defense stepped up the way they did at the end of last season, the way they have to start this season. This is a good football team. Are, are people ready to accept that we have a good football team here? Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven.
1: Well, I think they are, uh, but I also think that, like I mentioned, it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. But here's the here's the the, the good thing. If you want to look at the the lows that were last week, the expectations have changed. The expectations are that this is a good team. There was even though they have never they didn't make the playoffs last year, they didn't win the division last year. They simply went eight and two in the final ten games of the of the season. But they they hadn't accomplished anything. And we heard that from the players. The expectations going into this season were, were through the roof and it was anywhere from I mean for the most part there's always some who oh there's they're going to be a four win team again but on the other side most people have them winning the division most of them have them at a 10 11 wins and then you start to get into the you know uh, some people said 12 13 I don't think we're there but everybody's expectations now are that this is a good football team and when you lose a game like you
2: did last week You're going to have some lows because it's one that got away. So we good, but we not great, is I guess what you would say. Yeah. But John, good teams beat bad teams. I don't think Atlanta's a good team. No. Detroit, a good team, took advantage of the matchup, won convincingly, won without any doubts. That's what a good team does. I think we have a good team here. Some ticket text coming in, 248-539-9797, says, we good if we roll into Lambeau and put an exclamation point on it. Another one says win Thursday, all caps, we good. A couple people pushing back. I'm not good. I think we have a good team, but we don't have a lot of confidence in Campbell to develop a good game plan and manage a game on a consistent basis. That's from Adam in Carlton.
1: Apparently, I mean, I'm not saying everybody has to have the same opinion I have, but that was my, the thing I liked about this game was that the game plan offensively and defensively was executed.
0: A lot of people last week thought they were going to lose this game. You know, they went out yesterday and did exactly what you're supposed to do to a team that's one dimensional has a bad quarterback. And also with the amount of injuries that they had and the way they played that game, I felt like the game was never in doubt. I I was craving the the two score lead or three score lead. uh, And I do think it should have happened. And there's some things to clean up offensively. But they've also it's a work in progress considering the injuries and what they're fighting through. I don't know how people can't feel good right now about this.
2: Texture says, I think people jumping off the wagon after week two had more to do with the injuries. Yesterday reaffirmed to me they are still good enough to win the division. That's Mike in Sterling Heights. Let's get to the phones. We've got Isaac and Redford. Isaac, good morning. You're on 97.1. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
3: Uh, I just go. I got about four, maybe five things. Number one, Aiden Hutchinson showed up. He showed us that he can really do what we hyped him up to do. Brian Branch is a dog, but not just Brian Branch. Towards the end of that game, our secondary was hitting receivers like pass breakups, almost looked like a flag should be called, but it's not. We just knocking receivers out the game. Like they were hurt. And, well, I'll just say three. Uh,. Our defense is still young. Like I remember a couple plays with uh, Jack Campbell having to be pushed and redirected where he needed to go. We still, like, Dan Campbell still has pieces developing that he's going to have time to put into place and see what they can really be. So I say we are good. I say the okay. best is
2: yet to come, too, Isaac. I mean, that's your point, right? I mean, the best is yet to come still for this team.
3: Sorry to cut you off. Jamison Williams, we haven't seen that. He's... A comp to Calvin Johnson, or you know, at least in that realm, you're starting do,
2: to lose me. You're doing so well,
1: you
3: <laughs> not that positive. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he
1: could be good. I'm not saying he can't be good, but let's not put him in Calvin's category right now,
3: not right now, but. I wouldn't be surprised in four years if he got it together. He was mature. Amara, i say Brown gets him under his wing, and he's focused. With that speed, with that athleticism, I could see that.
2: Isaac, I don't have the best um, a track record with J-Mo defenders. They don't like me. I've been critical of him. He's not going to be Calvin Johnson. I feel pretty good about saying that and putting the head on the pillow at night. I don't think he's going to be Calvin Johnson.
1: Not in your wildest dreams. Doing this all show?